0: It's good to have you with us. We're going to come together and worship God this morning. Why don't you glance around and see if there's uh, someone near you. Just give them a little bit of a wave. Wave to someone near you, nearby. Here we go. Come on in and come grab a seat. So welcome, welcome to church. We're going to stand together and worship God this morning. So why don't you jump to your feet?
1: Alright, let's go. You were calling me into your open arms. God, I choose to walk with you with all my heart. All the trials, all the trials may come. Let your will be done. You've already won.
2: So, with everything, my heart will sing that you were king. It's a Jesus savior. Come on. Jesus savior, healer. There is no one like you, you are my God. The quiet, in the storm, I'm
1: not alone. Thank you, God.
2: No matter what I face, I'm saved by grace. Although all the trials may come, that Your will be done. You've already won. So with everything, so with everything, my heart will say that You were King. Sick Jesus Savior. Jesus Savior Healer All oh, the trials may come, that Your will be done. You've already won. Praise the Lord, come on, He's already won. So with, everything, with everything, my heart will sing that You were King. All oh, the trials may come, all oh, the trials may come, that Your will be done. You've already won. Church, let My heart will say It will That you were king We sing Jesus, Savior Jesus, yes. Savior, healer Come on There is no one like you You are Like
0: Good. God has won the victory already. Amen. It is good. Hey, before you grab a seat, why don't you turn around and look for someone whose name you don't know? Introduce yourself and ask them how long have you been coming here? Hey, it is great to have you in church this morning with us. Thank you for joining us. Hey, if you're a newcomer, then uh, we have a, um, a, a newcomer's bag. There's a white bag in the foyer. They're in both foyers. You can grab one of those on the way out, just a little paper bag with a whole lot of info about us um, so that you can find out a bit more about us. But also there is a QR code just on the back of the seats. So if you look just in front of you, there's a QR code, scan that because we would love to connect with you. So if you scan that and then you can just fill in your details, we would love to say hi and help you get connected in here um, if you'd like us to get in touch. So yeah, you can go ahead and do that if you're a newcomer. Um, Hey pastors uh, Sharon and Jan are in Tuakau this morning, so they're speaking up there which is great at our campus there and so they'll be back for the 6pm tonight. Uh, but let's do birthdays and anniversaries. Who's cr- quick hands up? We've got chocolate for you. Who's had a birthday in the last week? You know what? Oh, there's one down here. somebody's getting dobbed in. There's chocolate down here, so the host team will come around. Put your hand nice and high. Lynn, your birthday. Happy birthday, Lynn. There we go. We got Danny. Great. Any others in any wedding anniversaries? Anyone brave enough to get married in winter? No? Okay, birthdays. Oh, we've got another hand down here. Keep your hand nice and high if you've uh, had a birthday and haven't got your chocolate yet. Any others around? Host team are keeping an eye out. Okay, I think we've got everybody. Well, Lord, we declare blessing on these ones who've had a birthday in the last week. May the year ahead be one where they get to know you even more. Lord, where they experience your presence and closeness with them. In Jesus' name. Amen. Very good. Let's turn our eyes to the video news. Hey everyone, welcome to Activate Church. It is great that you're here with us today. We're going to hear the notices, but first we're hearing from Pastor Michael.
3: Hi everyone, Michael here. I just wanted to let you know that we have Activate Prime this coming Wednesday. Prime is for those people who are in the prime of life, uh, the baby boomers and uh, this is an opportunity for you to meet other people. We have great worship, we have a great message and an opportunity to share morning tea together. So if you haven't come, we'd love to see you.
4: If you serve as a volunteer here at Activate or you'd love to join a team, why don't you come along to team night on Tuesday at 6pm at at Rua Campus. It's
0: a great night where we can get all of our volunteers together from our different campuses and gatherings, we can have a bite to eat and then we get some behind the scenes info from Pastor Sheridan about where we're heading as a team in this next exciting season. On the same night at 7.30pm, we have our monthly prayer gathering. At Activate, we believe in grounding everything we do in prayer and thanksgiving. And this month, we are all meeting at Ruakura Campus.
4: So if you've come from Teen night, stay for worship and prayer. Otherwise, everyone's welcome to come join us 7.30pm on the 1st of June.
0: That's all the notices for today.
4: Yeah, we declare blessing over everyone who's watching today. In Jesus' name.
0: Amen. Bless you.
1: Okay, church, let's stand to our feet. Let's get ready to worship God. If you're online, if you're in this building prepare ourselves. Just take a second. We're here for you, Lord. We worship you. You and you alone, because you're worthy, you are holy, you're glorious, Lord. Lord God, first and foremost, we worship you because of who you are. Because of who you are. Lord, while we remember what you've done, Lord God, Lord, first and foremost, it's about your worthiness. Praise you, Lord God. And we worship you, Lord. And we worship you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Praise the Lord. Yeah, we worship you, Lord. You will sing out of worship. worthy of every song. Worthy of every song we could ever sing. Worthy of all praise we could ever bring. Worthy of every breath we could ever bring. you, Lord God. We're here on planet earth to worship you, Lord. Not just in this building this morning, not just at home wherever you are right now, but all the time. We are here, created, made to worship the Lord. Praise you, Lord God. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord feeling like there's this moment right now the moment right now God is opening up our minds to understand what he's saying to us some of some be feeling like there's been a bit of fog going on, good old, good old Hamilton winter fog and God's saying I'm clearing that fog away with a breath Whew. start listening to him now he's opening it up what's he got for you? Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord.
0: song, the last line of that chorus is that showing, bringing God's love to those around us so I want you to just to close your eyes now and I want you to think of one or two people in your life that you really want to bring closer to God, you want to bring God's love to them I want you to picture them in your mind right now and now ask God What does he want you to do to bring his love to them? Maybe there's some words he wants you to share as well as that. Maybe it's praying for them. Maybe it's an act of love. What is it? But ask him now. Lord, because we want to bring your love to people. Lord, thank you for loving us. God, thank you for your incredible love and your forgiveness. Lord, help us to bring this love to others. Lord, that you would help people be touched and drawn to you Lord fill us with your heart your love for them speak to us Lord
4: choice but we just need an open heart yeah we just need an open heart same with our city same with our nation I thank you Jesus we pray for revival oh God
3: not lose this prophetic moment as I worship
2: as I worship your see as I worship your Lord.
3: online watching from home or you're in this room. I believe the Holy Spirit's saying revival is going to come not to the person on your left or the person on the right, but revival is going to come through you. Revival is going to come through me. We're going to bring revival to this land. So let's just pick out that rephrase again as I worship you. But understand that as we do that, we are being empowered to bring revival to this land. In Jesus' name. Let's just sing that once again as a prayer. to be a reality in my life, in our lives, whether you're at home or whether you're in the room, Lord, that we would worship you, that we would understand that the Spirit of God who dwells within us is going to flow out from our lives and touch this land, touch our families. Lord, we are the ones that bring revival to this land. God, I pray as we open the Scriptures and study them together, Lord, you give us insight and revelation today, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much. You may be seated. Lovely to have you with us this morning here, and lovely to have you with us online. Just fantastic. My name is Michael, for any of those who don't know who I am. And we're going to be talking this morning about the big-heartedness of God, which really kind of flows in to this theme that we've, the Holy Spirit's been emphasizing um, in our gathering this morning. So being big-hearted is one of the five values that we have um, at Activate Church who can name the five values that we have at Activate Church for chocolate this morning? I'll take the first person. Right? Yes. Great. Okay. A chocolate, please. And read it from the wall. But that was no one said you couldn't do that. That's just being smart. Fantastic. Give her a clap. That's awesome. Fantastic. You might have heard of the phrase paying it forward, it's been around for a while and it comes in recent times at least from the movie Pay It Forward that was produced in the year 2000 and from that came a movement that was born in Australia, yes there are good things that come from Australia, there was a movement that was born in 2007 in Australia called the Paying It Forward movement and it touched 70 countries and 5 million people and I thought to myself, you know, if a movement can do that, and the essence of this movement—if you watch the movie, if you haven't, it, it's on Netflix—you can go and watch it. Um, not tonight, because you'll be here for the 6 p.m. gathering. But maybe when you're home, that would be okay. And it talked about a social studies teacher who challenged his class and said, "Could you do one thing for another person that they couldn't do it for themselves, and then that person could pay it forward to three others?" And that was a movement that's gone around the world and touched five million people. How much more if we take the big-heartedness of Jesus and we take that to the world? The reason we have these five values is that we believe it activate churches, that they represent what it is for us to be a mature follower in Christ. Um, in Ephesians chapter four, there's that passage of scripture, verses eleven to thirteen, that talks about the ascension ministries, the apostles, the prophets, the pastors, the evangelists, the teachers, preparing God's work for service. And essentially building the body of Christ, but also building the maturity of the believer. And we believe a mature believer is, and if we're smart and we look to the board, someone who is big-hearted and courageous and purposed and kingdom-focused and has a sense of belonging, that that's what it takes to be a mature follower of Jesus. And I want us to think about how we can take this big-heartedness to the world. And I want to think about it in three areas. I think it's really important that we know the why. And so we're going to talk about the head, the why. And then we're going to talk about the will, the heart, the emotions. How does that impact us? And then we're going to talk about the how. And uh, I'm really praying this morning that when we come to the, the how, the hands, what is this one thing that you could take away from our gathering this morning? Or online, what's this one thing that you could take away and put into practice that would help you to be big-hearted so that people might see something of God's amazing love and grace? Being reflected through your life into the life of someone else. So, the reason that we're talking about big hearted is because God is big hearted. We sang about that, didn't we? Um, In some of the worship songs that we sang together this morning and some of the praise songs. And I guess the way we see that demonstrated is by looking at the person on your left and the person on your right. Aren't they wonderful? They're created in the image of God, they're unique. With unique purpose and plan for their lives. There's a destiny, there's a hope, there's something of the divine in each person. And uh, as we work together as a body of Christ, as we work together as women and men together, we see the totality of what God intended. And so God's expression of creation is an expression of the big hardness of God. I asked at the 9 a.m. gathering, who watched the eclipse of the blood moon? A few. My wife, Gillian, was keen to see it, so I just went to bed and said, Honey, just wake me up when it's 11.15. And I felt this cold breeze coming through the door as she'd kind of gone out. And she'd worked away to see the blood moon without actually leaving the room, I think, just with the door open. She was kind of gazing up to the heavens. But when you see things like that, it just reminds us of what an amazing creator we have. And we're created in his image. I'm fascinated, you know, as you, as you look at creation and just see his handiwork. A couple of key scriptures uh, that are important here. I mean, the goodness of God is reflected in his big-heartedness. God is the same yesterday, today, and forever, so he's consistent in his big-heartedness. And a couple of scriptures that kind of reflect how we're to live out this big-heartedness. The first is the Great Commandment in Matthew chapter 22. And it says, you must love God with all your heart and soul and mind, And you must love your neighbour as yourself. So I guess if you're at home today, your neighbour's to the left or right of you, or maybe there's no one with you at home, and I guess they're across the fence either side from you. But we're to love our neighbours as we love ourselves because that's an expression of the big-heartedness of God to us. And we're to take that big-heartedness and to share it with others. You know, people, sometimes it's said, the only book that people will read about Christianity is you and I, and that's true. But we also need to open our words and express the goodness and faithfulness of Jesus as well. Our testimony is a powerful thing, isn't it? And so we're to do that. The other key scripture is Matthew chapter 28, which is the Great Commission. We're to go into all the world, ta ethne, literally all people groups. And we're to make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. And so we're to take this good news and to share it with others. Imagine, you know, if you had discovered a a unique kind of invention. I don't know what it might be. Imagine that you'd discovered, and I understand this is possible, how to make petrol from plastic bags. I understand technically that's possible. I don't know that you can scale it up commercially, but imagine you'd discovered how to do that, or, or something else, or how to produce clean water from polluted water, and you didn't share that with everyone else. Wouldn't that be a tragedy? And we we have something that is so much more precious than that, and we're to share it with others. So we're to reflect the big-heartedness of God to others, because God is big-hearted. How does it impact, you know, the the mind, the will, and the emotions, the heart of us? How does it sync with our passions? What is it that stirs you this morning? Where do you make a difference in your life? What are you passionate about? What are you big-hearted about? For me, it's horticulture, and uh, as I shared at the nine o'clock gathering, I know that doesn't compute for some people, like gardening. Michael, are you kidding me? You enjoy gardening? Well, yes, you know, I'm, maybe I'm a sad case, but yes, I do, and, and when I garden, I just feel the wonder of God. You know, it enlarges my understanding of God when I see just his majesty. I, you open a flower and you see the intricacies of a flower, you think, God, this is amazing what you've done. And you may have heard me before, if you're online, you may have not, that I enjoy especially growing anything that you can eat. My rationale is it can be beautiful and you can eat it. That's got to be a win-win. So um, that's what I'm into. But what is it that you're into? You know, what lights up your world? What are you passionate about? You know, living life without passion, especially in a marriage, is not fun. And uh, Gillian and I have been married for 37 years, and I think we're more passionate about each other now than we were when we were first married. And um, I thought the only way of really knowing that is to ask her. So do you think I should ask her? Are we more passionate about each other now than when we were? Yes, she deserves a clap. Right answer, deserves a clap. If you're doing this online, you might want to be careful about that question because just make sure you've got your escape path planned uh, if required. But you know, for us, we love each other more now than when we were first married, but it's been through the heartaches, it's been through the good times, it's been through the difficult times. I haven't got time to share with you all of our story this morning, but we've had some incredible highs and some incredible lows. And our relationship with God can be like that, so just because you're passionate about something doesn't mean it's going to be easy. But often, you know, in the midst of of life's greatest tragedies, that's when God shines through us most brightly, because in those times... There's less of Michael, there's less of you, and there's more of Jesus. So I really wanted to encourage us to think about that. In Romans chapter 5, verses 6 to 8, I love this scripture. It says, When we were utterly helpless, Christ came at just the right time and died for us sinners. Now most people would not be willing to die for an upright person, though someone might be willing to die for a person who is especially good. But God showed his great love for us by sending Christ to die for us while we were still sinners. Isn't that amazing? That Jesus died for us, even though there was nothing in and of ourselves that was worthy of that sacrifice. And when we have a fresh revelation of that sacrifice, a fresh revelation of the goodness and faithfulness of God, it changes us. And we just have to share that with others. That's why it's called the passion of the Christ. The ultimate passion of the Father to send His Son to become, some translations talk about Jesus became as sin for us. Can you imagine that? The Son of God became, took on human sin, became a sin for me, for you, and died on a cross and triumphed over sin and death. When I think about that, it changes me. And I hope when you think about that, it will change you. Something of God's passion changed me. And friends, something of your passion will change the world. What is that? You might say to me, Michael, that's not an easy ask. You know, that's not an easy journey. I'm passionate about a lot of things, but I don't know what's redemptive. And I would encourage you to be on that journey and discover what is it. Is it that when you give people food and shelter and clothing, that that kind of lights you up on the side and say, God, that's what I'm here to do? Is it when you lay hands on the sick and see them recover and see the power of God restore broken bodies? Say, God, that's what I am on the planet to do. Is it when you speak destiny and purpose over your children and say, guys, you can do anything because God's image is within you? Is that what you created and purpose to do? Maybe it's a combination of all of those things or something else. But can I encourage you to find what is it that God has wired you to do that you're passionate about? It is not okay to live life without passion. It's a journey. It's not an easy journey. It doesn't mean we'll never have problems or heartaches again. But God wants us to be passionate about what Jesus has done for us and to reflect that in how he's wired us. That's really important. John chapter 10 and verse 10 says, The thief's purpose is to kill and steal and destroy. My purpose is to give them a rich and satisfying life. That's our inheritance as Christians, to have a rich and satisfying life. An easy life? I didn't say that. A comfortable life? Wasn't in the words I read but a rich and satisfying life, for sure. I encourage you. I want to talk in the time that remains about the how. What does it look like to be big-hearted? And I'm going to talk about a number of areas. Just kind of listen out. Is the one that resonates with you this morning? And and just go for that one. The first is that we're to be big-hearted with our time. You know, most of us only have about 20% of our time that's discretionary time. The rest of our time is taken up with things like eating and sleeping, um, cleaning your teeth, shaving, doing your hair, going to school, work, driving, all of those things. So maybe 20% of the day is discretionary time. And what is it that we do with that 20% of the time? Sometimes I come home and and, uh, say to Gillian, she says, "How, how was your day? And I say to Gillian, I just didn't get a thing done. I wanted to get done today. And what I'm really saying is I didn't get anything done that was on my to-do list. Do you have days like that? And Jillian's gracious and she says, well, what did you do then? Did you just eat your lunch? I said, no, no, there was so-and-so that came and I talked to this person and prayed with that person. And those divine interruptions in our lives are often the most important thing. Friends, are we living our lives so that we're open to the divine interruptions of God? Do we commit our day to God and ask the Holy Spirit, would you be on this journey of today with me? Help me to be obedient to the promptings and nudgings of your Spirit. And how do we do that? So that when those interruptions come, those divine interruptions, at the most inconvenient times, God, this is not a good time for me. Could you not put this person off till tomorrow at 11.30? I'll be free by then. But how can we pick up on those divine interruptions and be obedient to what God's asking us to do? You know, God's given us enough time We've all been given 24 hours a day, and God has deemed that that is sufficient. Um, But it's how do we use that? Do we focus on what's important, or we just focus on those things that are urgent? So time is important. And our time should be reflected in a way that we reflect the goodness of God to people. The second area I want to talk about is talents. You know, what are the talents that God has entrusted to you? And when you use those talents, they reveal more of God's love for you. The natural talents that God's given you, and you don't find it difficult to use those. Some people write amazing stories. Some people are filmmakers. Some people are into photography. Some people are amazing chefs or bakers or people who just love to serve. What does that look like for you? And how, when you can use that talent that God has given you, how can you reflect something of the goodness and the big-heartedness of God to others? So for me, I just live giving away stuff that we have that We've grown. So we had some friends for lunch yesterday. I said to Julian, what have we got that we can give them? So the pantry's a bit bare at the moment. So we gave them some eggs from Mary, Martha, Molly and Henrietta. So um, so they coughed up with a dozen eggs, so that was good. And we sent them away with a pumpkin, I think, didn't we? That was the best we could do. It's autumn, getting near winter, right? But I just love to do that because it reflects something of the big heartedness of God for us. And as we share that, we share something of the big heartedness of God for others. What does that look like for you? Can I encourage you to be on that journey of discovery and find out what that is? The third area is financial resources. And, uh, you know, I understand as a horticulturalist that if you eat all of the seed, you don't eat next year. Is that right? (laughs) I I shared at the 9 o'clock gathering, we've been trying to grow peanuts. I've been trying for two years now. This year, I think the the peanut crop is going to be the equivalent of one cup of shelled peanuts. So not a big crop. We'll probably roast them and eat them in one evening. I said, Gillian would probably make them last a month, but I'm no, let's just have them in one evening and enjoy them. So she'd probably ration them out. Here's one for Monday, one for Tuesday, one but it doesn't work like that with peanuts and it doesn't work like that with chocolate either, you know? Just get it over and done with, that's my, my motto. But, you know, if I eat all of the peanuts and I don't save some of the seed, I'm not going to be able to grow anything for next year. And I think our financial resources are like that. God gives us financial resources, and God doesn't expect us to give what he has not placed in our hands. But how do we actually sow what God has given to us so that it will produce a harvest? I shared at the 9 o'clock gathering that I got really challenged when I was preparing this message, and it was very inconvenient when God challenges you. That's one of the things I don't like about preaching, is you get challenged on everything that you speak to people about. It's annoying, isn't it, Pastor Ray? But that's the way it should be, because it has to be authentic. And I felt God saying in the midst of preparing this message, because we've got our global offering in June, right? I said at the 9am that June starts on Monday, but due to popular request, it's been shifted now to Tuesday. All right, so you've got an extra day in May, and June's not starting till Tuesday, I understand. And I felt God saying, double it. I said, God, that's not very, con- very convenient. I thought immediately, well, either this could be a Michael thought Possibly. It could be from Satan, probably unlikely if it's a global offering, or it could be from God. So I said, Well, I'm not quite sure who it's from, but I'll go and talk to Gillian because Gillian and God are quite close. My wife, Gillian, if you haven't met her online, are quite close. God and Gillian, I sometimes get them a bit confused. So I went to Gillian and said, I think God's wanting us to double our global offering. And she said, Yes, I think he is. I said, That's not very convenient. So I was having a bit of a whinge to God about that. And I felt God said, well, Michael, it's like this. You can provide for yourself or I can provide for you. Which will it be? He said, thank you, Father. I'll go with your provision. So it'll be different. It doesn't mean if you're online or here that you have to double your global offering. I'm not saying that. But what does it mean to be obedient in the era of finance? Just a couple of others and we're done. I know that time's marching on. Big hearted in our forgiveness. I've, I really felt as I was praying for our gathering this morning and praying for you online that this is a, a big one that Holy Spirit is going to emphasise this morning. We have been forgiven. And because we have been forgiven, how can we forgive others? I know, and I know that's a journey. I know that's not a quick fix. I'm not saying if there's someone that you need to forgive that you'll forget what they did. I'm not saying that it didn't matter what they did. I'm not even saying that you'll be friends with them after you've forgiven them. I'm not even saying that you'll forgive them today. But I'm just saying we need to go on the journey of forgiveness. We need to understand that we ourselves are forgiven and we need to share that forgiveness with others. And I just want to share a resource here Stan Walker's book. Um, it's available, I'm advertising this morning. It's available for $31 from Mighty Ape. And um, his amazing story, if you know his story, of the story of forgiveness. And when he was interviewed and asked about his book, he says, the story of forgiveness and learning to forgive has been the most transforming thing that has happened in my life. And he shares about how that has really started to heal some of the brokenness of his family. So perhaps God's talking to you about forgiveness this morning, accepting God's forgiveness for your life and being able to forgive others. Big-hearted in your serving. You know, there's a, a story in the, in the Bible about... Um, the sons of Zebedee, James and John, and their mother comes to Jesus and says, I'd like one of my sons to sit at your right hand and one to sit in your left hand when they're in heaven, please Jesus. And Jesus says it's not like that. I haven't come to be served, but to serve. And that's true for all of us. You know, what is it? You know, sometimes I'm just doing something and I I walk past something and I think, that's someone else's job to do that. Like I'm walking along the, the grass and I see the dogs um, done his business on the law, and I think, no, that's Gillian's job, to look after that. And suddenly I think, no, Michael, if you don't do it, why should anyone do it? What does that look like for you in your world? And as we do those things, as we're prepared to serve, we understand something of what Jesus has done for us. And as we serve others, they see something of the bigness of God in their lives. And lastly, big-hearted and gratitude and thanksgiving – Praise is so powerful, it's a spiritual discipline, because it reflects who God is. And as we reflect who God is and declare who God is, then we understand something more of the big-heartedness of God. I'm not talking about being inauthentic, but I'm talking about we all need to live life with a dimension of faith. So what does that look like for you at home? What does that look like for you? There's a, um, a passage in Proverbs chapter 18, verse 21, says that the tongue can bring death or life, Those who love to talk will reap its consequences. So what does that look like for us? Husbands and wives, what does it look like to speak life and destiny into one another? Sons and daughters and mums and dads, what does that look like? Flatmates, what does that look like to speak destiny, hope, purpose, thanksgiving, gratitude into one another's lives? When we do pre-marriage counselling with couples, one of the exercises is daily gratitude and thanksgiving. Can you just say something positive about the person that you're going to marry or positive about your husband or wife, positive about your kids, positive about your parents. As you do that, you reflect something of the big-heartedness of God. If we can just close our heads, close our heads. That's hard to do, isn't it? I'm not sure what closing heads is really like. Is that a polite way of saying, please don't talk? So if we can bow our head and close our eyes, that will be easier to do. I'd like to create an opportunity for you at home and here in this room this morning. If you really need to experience the forgiveness of Jesus, you know, maybe you're a Christian and you've you're backslidden, or maybe you just don't know that you're forgiven. That actually when God looks at you from heaven, he doesn't see our unworthiness. He sees the righteousness of Jesus. And friends, we all need to know that we're forgiven. And then we can take that forgiveness and we can share it with others. And so if there's anyone here this morning, and you need to know God's forgiveness over your life, can you indicate that just by raising your hand? Won't embarrass you and ask you to come to the front. Father, thank you for the forgiveness that we have experienced in our lives here in this room where we're watching online. Lord, I pray that we would accept your forgiveness And out of that, Lord, you would show us how to forgive those around us. What does that look like? How can we bring the the goodness of God, the big-heartedness of God into other people's worlds because we ourselves have been forgiven? Holy Spirit, I pray, take us on this journey of what it means to be big-hearted for you. Lord, the areas that we've shared, I pray, God, just highlight one thing that we could do in this coming week that would make a difference. In Jesus' name. Amen. God bless.
0: Thank you, Michael. That was excellent. Some excellent challenges in there and just really practical things that we can do to express uh, the big heartedness that God wants us to express. So yes, thank you for that. If you've joined us online this morning, thank you very much. It was great to have you join us. Uh, So church, uh, we're going to we're going to finish with a song, but just as we just before we do, thank you for your giving. So remember the giving stations are in the foyers uh, on your left just as you exit, uh, or you can also give online. So thank you for that. Um, parents, if you have kids in Kids Church, please go and sign them out before catching up with friends. So just head straight out there, sign them out. Um, and if you would like people to pray with you for anything, maybe it's something that's come up from um, this morning in the message or just anything else that's going on in life. If you'd like um, people to pray with you about something, Thing, then after the song Just come on up the front We've got a prayer team Ready and available To pray with you Have a great week
1: Alright let's stand there's a praise our God Here we go You are You are calling me into Your open arms.
2: God I choose to walk with you with all my heart all the trials may come that Your will be done you've already won so with everything my heart will sing that you
1: were king Sick Jesus, Savior Jesus, Savior, Healer there is
2: no one like you Quiet in the storm I'm not alone
1: Praise you God No matter what I face I'm saved by grace All the
2: trials may come That your will be done You're already one So with everything So with everything My heart will sing That you were king to Jesus, Jesus, Savior, Healer, there's no one like you, you are May come, that your will be done, you've already won.
1: All glory and praise.
2: So, so with everything, my heart will sing, that you were king. All the trials, all the trials may come, that your will be done, you've already won. So with everything, so with everything, my heart will sing, that you were king.
1: Lord, every day, Amen. Kakite.
2: Yeah Been down at the bottom so long, I forgot yeah. that ooh. you've got the love that takes me to the top. Ooh. I'm floating, I don't want to stop the, the way you am feeling. feeling Oh, what am I feeling, oh like the ocean, the ocean. You're caught up in a you the only reason the supernatural Supernatural, no Something taking over you the only reason the supernatural, Ooh. Your love is supernatural 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 Hey! Your love is me right Natural supernatural feeling That I'm feeling Got me rocking
5: at like the ocean Got me caught up in the moment You're the, You're the only, only reason For the supernatural, supernatural feeling, feeling. it's more than just emotion than just Every
2: sun taking over You're, You're the, only the only reason For the supernatural feeling uh, Supernatural feeling